Good morning, I'm Karen Adabani, and this is TKO. Today I've got um, an intense show. It's been a lot of work to get it together, but I have a really good guest to start with, Harvey Rosenfield. He is the founder of ConsumerWatchdog.org. That's Consumer Watchdog, that's their website. And he also wrote the Proposition 103 back in 1988 and helped get it passed to deal with caps and insurance. So we're going to be talking about property insurance mainly today. And I wanted to get Harvey on because there's a lot of eh, what I'm going to say is disinformation coming out from the insurance companies. And I know it's really impacting a lot of people in our county. I've talked to real estate agents. I've talked to the banks. I've talked to uh, policyholders. Um, and it's going to it's an issue now, and it's going to become a greater issue. But I want Harvey to get us up to speed on what's real and what's going on. So, Harvey, welcome to the airwaves of Mendocino County. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. For me. And thanks for doing the work you've been doing. Um, these guys have got a great, he's got a great website, and you can go see it um, just go by going to consumerwatchdog.org. Org. Um, he's been tracking this issue from the beginning. So just quickly, tell us about Proposition 103, what it does, because I know that a lot of the insurance companies are blaming all the problems we're having now on that proposition. So just give us a quick one. You bet. So the uh, Proposition 103 was passed 35 years ago in the middle of a crisis, just like the one the insurance industry is creating here in California this year and over the last couple of years people couldn't get insurance at any price because the companies were withdrawing they weren't selling home auto business small business daycare centers medical clinics nobody could get insurance and back then if, if for even if you could get insurance you the rates were going through the roof because back then there was no regulation of rates there was no accountability california had no control over the insurance industry it, it really destabilized our economy so when the legislature refused to do anything to defy the insurance lobby, we, the people, went to the ballot box. It was an all-volunteer effort. Uh, the insurance industry spent $63 million trying to defeat Prop 103, and we spent about $2 million. The average donation was $8. Here's what Proposition 103 did, and here's why those protections are so important right now. Proposition 103 requires the insurance companies to open up their books and prove they need a rate increase and get the insurance commissioner's approval before that rate increase can take effect. And the public, people like you and I and Consumer Watchdog, can, can oversee the process. We can actually independently seek a hearing if we think the insurance company's request for a rate increase is too much. And the insurance industry has spent the last 35 years fighting what the voters did at the ballot box. Now they think they've found uh, a way to do what they've been trying to do, which is to overturn Prop 103. They really can't do it because only the voters can change the law that they wrote. But the, the reality is that they, the insurance companies do not want to be subject to public scrutiny. They don't want to have to prove that they need a rate increase, even though their profits in California over the last 20 or so years have been for homeowners insurance have been higher than the national average. They want to escape accountability and they're using climate change as an excuse. And the people in your community, I mean, I'm down here in LA. It's a whole different story. All you, you the, the folks in your community have firsthand 
experience with this because they've been refusing to sell insurance for a long time in these communities. And it's all because the goal of the insurance companies is to take your money in and never have to pay a claim. That's their goal. That's their business model. Well, it sounds like from what I'm seeing is that we've had at least four different insurance companies. They're not pulling out of California, but they're saying they're not going to initiate any new policies. So is this them putting the squeeze on the on us, the property owners or consumers, because they can or are they really not making money and they're losing money? And I mean, it's hard for me to think they're going broke. But is this a squeeze play? Is that this is is what I'm feeling? Another way to describe it is blackmail. If you don't, if you don't free us from accountability, if you don't deregulate us, we're not going to do business in California. And this is their standard playbook. This is what they threatened when Proposition 103 passed. If it passes, we're leaving the state. In fact, they ha- the attorney general at the time investigated it and concluded there was a conspiracy to withdraw from the market in order to prevent uh, Proposition 103 from going to into effect. This is this is they under Prop 103, they are entitled to get every penny of a rate increase that they can justify, plus a reasonable profit, plus they can pass through reasonable expenses. They can't stand that kind of control. In in most of the country, unlike California, where the voters were able to do something about this, in most of the country they're free to charge whatever they want. And guess what? It's much worse in Florida, Texas, Colorado than it is here in California because of Proposition 103's protection. Well, what about the comment that the insurance company said is that since COVID and all of this, they have been trying to work with the, we have a commissioner, insurance commissioner for California. They've been trying to work with the commission to get adequate raises in their in their policies because of the fire hazards, because of the cost of rebuilding, all the, um, you know, all this uh, inflation costs. And they haven't been able to get through our commissioner. It's the commission's fault. It's California's fault. What what well, say you to that, Harvey? What I say is, that, as I said a moment ago, it's that completely bogus. The insurance commissioner is required by law to give them every rate increase that they request that they can justify. We went back and looked at it. The average increases over the last few years have been about 10% within a fraction of the dollar value that uh, of, that the company requested in a rate increase. They're, they're not struggling. Their profits, as I mentioned, for homeowners insurance, been fantastic in California. The rates have been lower. They hate that. They've admitted that. They say, we wanna be able to charge more. The reason they can't charge more is they can't justify charging more. Right now, they're all asking, listen to this, Karen, they're asking 30 to 40% increases, not just for home, but for auto insurance. And, and yet they've pulled out of uh, selling to new customers. They're not, you know, they're not, even if they get these rate increases, which I think is what they're angling for, they're trying to pressure the commissioner who is an elected position under Prop 103. They're trying to use uh, economic pressure to force him to grant excessive rate increases. 
Well, I got to say the economic pressure they're putting on our locals in Mendocino County is really upping the um, upping the game. I mean, I have s- several friends that have had to let their insurance go because they just can't afford it. If you own your property outright, that's a big cr- increase for the fixed income people. The other issue that's going to come up um, is about sales of property in California. Are you going to be able to sell a property if it's not insurable? Because once you sell it that opens the whole game for having to be reinsured correct absolutely I mean, right it sounds like they've got a lot of they've got a lot of ability to pressure let's just say that yes yes absolutely we're we're required by law to buy auto insurance we're required by our mortgage company to buy homeowners coverage and the companies are taking advantage of the power they have in the marketplace now the insurance commissioner has the authority to stop all this he is not exercising his authority and that is a big problem how can he you know, do the, that how can he have what what authority does he have i'm just curious companies, the companies are not allowed to withdraw from any marketplace without showing to the commissioner and the public what they're doing and the impact on rates because obviously if you if you as an insurance company reduce the number of policies you sell you're going to increase your profits, right? right? So they need to, they need, they were supposed to come in before the commissioner and justify the rate impact of, of what they're doing. They didn't do it and he didn't require them to do it. Now he could at any day, he could go in, he could go to uh, file charges against these companies and force them to come back in at least on a temporary basis. The voters also gave him the authority to, to require insurance companies to continue to sell in a particular uh, community in an emergency basis. He hasn't used that authority. He is the the problem I have to, I'm sorry to say, and I'm not big on blame. And when you've asked me who I think is at fault right now, it's the insurance industry. It's the greed driven insurance industry and the misinformation that they're communicating to agents and bankers and construction industry. But the voters put the insurance commissioner in charge of enforcing the law. He needs to do that. So for our listeners, because we've got a pretty active group up here in Mendocino County, we get vocal about these things, especially when it affects us like this is really affecting our communities. Yeah. What do you suggest our voters do? I mean, we, we I, one thing I wanted you to do, and I'm not sure how the listeners can find it, is you sent me a great article that you'd written or a, it's a paper i don't know what you call it harvey but it it really broke down the finances and you had resources you had footnotes of where you got your information proving what the industry is doing and not doing in that how can my listeners access that is it online somewhere it's right on our website uh just google um uh, homeowners insurance on the front page of consumerwatchdog.org okay um you know it's uh people can't find that here's my email address Harvey at consumerwatchdog.org. You can write to me directly. I'll send it to people. Great. Here's what people, here's what people need to do. The law, the legislature, local lawmakers are being flooded with swarms of insurance lobbyists. They do not get the right information. This is why we had to go to the ballot box in the first place, right? People should call their local officials and urge them to take a look at our analysis and urge them to support what we're supporting which is enforcement of the law. Of, uh, and ultimately, I think the solution here, and this, this probably in the long run, this has to come from the legislature. If you're an insurance company in California, you should be required to sell all forms of insurance. You shouldn't just be allowed to do the 
auto insurance marketplace when you feel like it, then withdraw from that and go to homeowners, then withdraw from homeowners, go back to auto. That's what's happening here. They're gaming the system in order to pressure the public. And if they don't want to do business in California, I think we're going to have to think about some other uh, uh, public option because they've pulled out of earthquake, they've pulled out of flood, wind, hurricane, mold. Like I said, they really only want to sell a policy that nobody will ever be able to file a claim on. That's that's what I'm hearing. So we're going to keep going a little bit. I had Harvey scheduled to 9.15. I've got Amy Bach from United uh, Policyholders coming on to talk to the cons- at the consumer level of it. She hasn't clicked in yet, so we can keep going a bit. So I really want people, if you really want to learn about this, read this policy paper that Harvey created because it does give you a lot of verifiable information as to the gains that the insurance companies are making. One of the things I uh, said to you before the show is, is this a situation where I know we have the fair policy for California, which is kind of a California policy, but it's very expensive and you only do it as a last resort. Are we working towards a situation where we need like single single policy holder, like single payer, like we do with medical? Because it's again, it's a crazy insurance world. Do we need to go to something where it's a broader, broader pool where everybody gets into it at a reasonable cost? I mean, I don't know. I I, I think the insurance industry is just a bunch of bullies. Okay. And like all bullies, they, sometimes they need to just get pushed back. Okay. And I think that's what has to happen. Let me, let me put it this way. None of these companies want to leave California's marketplace. California is the most lucrative insurance marketplace in the nation for the insurance industry. They have The fair plan is actually run by insurance companies. And the insurance companies have hobbled the fair plan because they don't want a public competitor. Now, at the end of the day... The insurance industry got the legislature to bail it out and they don't now the now the the voters created a taxpayer based entity to sell earthquake coverage i I don't know where this is going i i just think they're being bullies and they should be told if you don't want to do business in california go away and we'll find other companies that are willing to jump in and do this in a responsible way and comply with the law these folks are creating the insurance companies are creating an insurrection in California's marketplace over a law that the voters passed 35 years ago that they and they don't want to comply with it anymore so they're using climate change as an excuse it has nothing to do with climate change or wildfire okay yeah i mean this is this is the problem because they're ma- major corporations and they kind of have us by you know by the short hairs on this because what are you going to do either i mean people are now deciding whether they should just let go of their i mean i've heard of people moving to out of state because the insurance has gotten so hard that they can't afford it it's insane and and you know the thing is what are we going to do well we did it that's the thing that's so frustrating is that as the person who wrote the law and, and consumer watchdog has enforced it and defended it for 35 years we have the law on the books it needs to be enforced that's the protection that the voters passed to prevent a situation like this. And insurance commissioner Ricardo Lara, whose office is in Sacramento, needs to hear from people too. I mean, you know, not that anybody's got a lot of time to make phone calls or send emails. He won't even appear in the public. He, he will not appear uh, at a scheduled event. He will not talk to the press directly. He is, we don't know exactly what he's doing. I've written and asked to meet with him. You'd think he'd want to meet with me. We know from public records he's meeting with insurance companies all the time. He needs to hear what 
us explain to him how he has the authority and he needs to use it. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm not sure where Amy and her crew is coming in on. They're not clicking in. They were supposed to be in here at 15 after. Um, so are you recommending that our people get a hold of our local reps in the legislature at the state and talk to them and say, look, it, you need to get on these insurance companies. Um, there actually has been talk about recalling our commissioner. Is that something that is going to go anywhere? Is that a pressure? Is that something you're considering initiating? So I'm not going to talk about our political plans <laughs> okay. All right. uh, or, so or our legal plans because those are options, right? Okay. Not right. I don't want to make that announcement right now. All right. But, but, people it was it was the grassroots it was people like uh, like you like your community that voted prop 103 into law it was because we all got together and realized we couldn't we were merciless i mean we were at the mercy of the insurance industry and nobody else was defending us i think the important message to the legislature is don't buy the industry's propaganda that it's proposition 103. Okay. It's not. It's not the pro. It's not consumer protections that are the problem here. It's industry greed, industry irresponsibility, a lack of concern about climate change for decades. Yeah, that uh, that's good to hear because I think a lot of us up here feel like we don't have any uh, ability to make change or have ability to get input. Um, that's that. That's what I. That's what I've been worried yeah. about, and um, being able to get get how to vent let's just say we need to vent how's that but if we well, vent and and enforce in numbers we can make changes is what i'm hoping that's how we that's how we did it that's how we've done it we should not allow the insurance industry to make housing policy through their rates you drive people out of the state drive seniors into bankruptcy you lose your insurance you lose your home this is insane and the legislature should focus on those kinds of abuses and not buy the industry argument, you know, which is popular in Sacramento because they're only hearing one side of the story. Right. They get they, they've got huge lobbyists. I mean, the, the amount of lobbyists for the insurance company, I haven't researched that, but I just know it is phenomenal. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask before I am going to let you go and then I'm going to inform our listeners about what I did before. I Hopefully, Amy will get on. I'm going to ask Richard Techie to give him a call and see what's going on um, is. Um, I have a, cause I follow the propositions. My listeners know I follow the propositions. I have this feeling in the back that the insurance companies are going to try to get a proposition on one of the upcoming ballots to try to counteract this. Is there anything you're hearing on the ground about that? Because I could just see them doing it. They can go out and pay to have, you know, signatures on a, um, a initiative. We've tried twice before over the last 35 years. Yeah. Each time we were able to defeat it. I don't think they're going to bother because I think they understand that the voters are pretty savvy in California. They're not going to vote away their own consumer protections. More, much more likely is some rogue legislator trying uh. to do something. And the problem, you know, the legislature has no authority to change Prop 103 in a way that is hostile to what Proposition 103 requires. The, the Constitution gives that power to the people, and once the people exercise the initiative power, the legislature can't take it apart. In fact, we won a landmark ruling on that by the state Supreme Court when the legislature under Gray Davis did pass something to protect themselves, so uh, to protect the insurance industry. So their only option, there's two options. They can try to get the insurance commissioner to do it because he's got the power to do a lot of what uh, um, the voters gave him the power to oversee the industry. He's got a lot of power. He can approve these massive 
thirty percent rate increases that are in the in, in the works now. He can go ahead and uh, support the, support those. But I think it's the it's really likely that that he's the pressure point in all this. Great. Okay. Well, Harvey, again, um, your website is consumerwatchdog.org. That's a good resource. Go there and you can find out what's going on and check out the the paper. What do you called it? It was a position paper or what'd you call it's, that? It, it, it's called Myth, Myths Versus Facts. There we go. And, and if people just Google that on our website uh, uh, at consumerwatchdog.org, you can find that. Or like I said, Email me. Tell me what's going on. I like to hear from people. Great. Harvey at consumerwatchdog.org. Okay, Harvey, thanks so much for doing it. And you've been on this for many, many years. I can't thank you enough for doing that. And um, great. I need to get off the air and see what's going on here. Thanks so much. Thank you for your invitation. Great. Cool. Take care. All right, folks. Uh, Harvey's gone. I just got a phone call. Looks like from... 401 of maybe from Amy. I'm not sure how we're going to deal with that since I'm on the air. Maybe we can do that. Um, but I just wanted to get that going. So that was Harvey Rosenfeld uh, from watchdog, consumerwatchdog.org. There we go. Now I see Amy's up here. We're going to get her going. Different one it's been an interesting show to put together folks i mean this is i'm i'm out of my um what do you say genre usually i do totally locally here she is with us great okay let me get her on amy are you there i'm here i think we had a lot of confusion about the time i'm so sorry that's okay that's okay harvey did great and i know you and harvey work together um so so harvey and i covered the state issue so well first off let me because i'm a little frazzled and you know this is kind of my genre i do locally people so i want to introduce you this is amy bach she is the executive director of united policy holders which is a nonprofit. they're based in san francisco but they do um insurance work all over the country but I've got her here because this organization really deals with us, the consumer. All right. Um, Harvey's group deals with the legislature and what we can do there and get on getting us informed on that. But your website, I'm just going to tell you, Amy Bach, your website is great. You're <laughs> really, really a great website. It's called uh, uphelp.org. Okay, folks, uphelp.org. Org. It's a wonderful website. It's a wealth of information. Um, and you work with local entities like our fire council and all of that to help people. Um, I streamed a webinar you did that was so informative. I would recommend everybody go there and try to find that. So just give us a quick introduction because we're a little late. Um, a quick introduction of what your nonprofit does. I know you've been there forever doing this work. Feels like it lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's so important and it's it's become such a critical issue, all right? It really is. So Yeah, yes, thank you. And it thanks for having me on and um you know, it's it's uh it's a it's a time when our nerdy issue that we've been toiling away at for decades is suddenly front and center um and really impacting people um, all throughout the state and actually throughout the country um, as well. So, you know, yesterday there was a big announcement that farmers pulled out of Florida and, you know, it feels to a lot of people like um, not the sky is falling, but I think people are like not used to having to think about insurance and it's not something people like to think about anyway. 
Um, but yeah, United Policyholders has been, um, uh, we were co-founded, uh, I co I'm a co-founder, 1991, we were around right um, right when the Oakland-Berkeley firestorm hit, and we did a lot of work there with people. And actually, um, the first time we saw people start to get dropped by their insurance companies was after that fire. We had a little micro-crisis we had um, in 92, where people um, who's who were in the Berkeley, Oakland area um, were getting dropped and didn't know what to do. Um, oh my God, State Farm broke up with me. It was like, it was my first experience of working with consumers and their perceptions of like, like people would be, uh, people can be very like, like offended. It's like, you know, they, they broke up with me. What, you know, and we would, we were there to say, well, there's, you know, lots of other fish in the sea and, and all that. And at that time, um, you know, back in 1992, United Policyholders did a little program with the city of Oakland and, um, and some local agents and brokers called Matchup. Uh, we do a lot of plays on words with our name because, again, insurance is not very interesting in general. So we try to bring whatever levity we can. Um, anyway, Matchup, we did, we just, we match made, you know, oh, this homeowner got dropped. Let's help them get to an agent that can place them. Great. The program served its purpose. We had, we got to shut it down. Everybody co competition filled in the, the fabric was re rewoven. Um, and, and, and so that was my first time seeing that insurance companies react to events, um, in, 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 you know, like a, I mean, as I say in my blog on climate change and insurance, insurance companies are basically very sophisticated gamblers and like any gambler, they can get spooked. And when they get spooked, they want to fold, right? Like, you you know, if you play poker, you know, somebody walks in the room with a green shirt. If you're superstitious and you think green, green is bad luck, you, uh, I'm folding, right? It's not quite that dramatic. But what we've got here um, is a situation where insurers are, are spooked um, and um, by technology that's giving them much more vivid pictures of the warts and flaws in our homes that than they used to have in the past. You know, they've got drone imagery, they've got a artificial intelligence, they've got umpteen tools that are being sold to them by tech firms, insure tech firms that say, here, use our tool and, and, uh, here, and here, here, farmers, use our scoring tool and you will be more profitable because you will, you will be better at sifting good risks and bad, right? So now suddenly they have all these tools. And so it's really causing a seismic shift and it's very, very, um, very, very painful for consumers. It's painful for elected officials. I think, you know, a lot of people are really scrambling and my organization has been at this now, um, this this crisis that we've got um, right now in California, a little bit Colorado, Florida, lots of Louisiana, a lot of other states that are disaster prone. These this crisis has been developing for about six years. My organization has been at the forefront of trying to figure out, OK, what do we do? Mitigation has been a big focus. Um, and and now we're sort of OK mitigation regulation how much can we tell insurers to, you know what to do and what not to do um and that's where we are well and that's why i had harvey on because i wanted to get out that um he's done a 
a paper. He did a great paper addressing what the insurance companies are saying and what the reality is, because I think there's a lot of disinformation going out. I will also say that California always leads the way with so many political issues. And I have this is this is not this is not going to be just a California issue. Harvey said that the Florida is having the same thing. So this is going to be. Yeah, we're getting hit here hard now. But this is going to, this is not going to stop with just California. This is going to, as climate change happens, I mean, look at, we got Texas at over 100 and something. We got the, you know, New York and Vermont flooding. I mean, this is not going away, folks. So yeah. <laughs> one of the things that, one of the great things about your website is that you actually offer help for people that are having problems and you give us some good um, ideas about what to do to help ourselves. Because up here in Mendocino County, we have, um, I talked to, I was telling the listeners, I talked to the bank locally, I talked to a local agent that's been working for 35 years in the industry, trying to get a handle on Mendocino County and what our listeners and our people should be doing. The biggest thing is, first off, get an agent that you know and can work with because they have a broader base of acquiring different insurance companies. And then one of the things that you're really pushing, and I think we've been pushing with our fire safe councils and our fire ne- our safe neighborhoods and that is preparation so that when you go to get insurance you've done everything you can to prepare yourself is that about right that's exactly right okay. that's to, to get your um your property into the best shape that you can so that um you'll be attractive uh, you know to an insurer which i know it's, it's 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 hard for a lot of people to swallow right you know like why do i need to you know um but anyway that that is where we are is um you know that that um in in your area which has had wildfires um uh, you know the, the which definitely like you know the reason i to- I, I sort of told you that story about the oakland berkeley fire is that there's you know there's a correlation the areas that have had wildfires are having the biggest problems right now and and you know logically or not i mean you could say well it already burned you know it's less likely to burn again you know there aren't as many trees or something doesn't that logic doesn't seem to hold sway i think for insurance company bean counters they see the map and they see the red ink where they paid out claims and that's where they um that's where they're they're limiting their their writing and you know we you're absolutely right california um is has been on the forefront of solutions and we will i'm sure we're going to be on the forefront of solutions here you know florida has been experimenting their politics are very different from ours um their legislature has been had their hands in the insurance business now for quite some time um and they've been trying a lot of things so we have the benefit of looking at them and seeing what we like and don't like but here you know in the here and now like you said um for homeowner property owners home and business owners condo owners um, you know, we do appreciate you saying nice things about our website. We work so hard to give people news they can use. We work, you know, it's great to talk about what how we would like things to be, um, but we really are very focused on how they are right now. And 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 like you said, um, the trick right now is finding a professional in the insurance business who's not just basically either retiring early because they're so freaked out. Um, crying in their beer all day long, um, unable to, you know, get get out of bed or whatever. And believe me, I mean, I, insurance agents are, I've talked to a lot of them that have said, you know, they've had to do like therapy for their teams because they're crying. Is it, you know, they they feel like, my God, you know, the world has changed. I, 
all these years I was able, you know, they had all these options for my customers. I could put them with this company. That I could show them my chops and what a good professional I am by putting them with a good package and getting them a better deal. And it's just not right now. Just not happening. Know. Yeah. Well, they, happening. The insurance agent happening. I talked to covers uh, a nonprofit buildings that I'm, I'm, I'm on the board of. And she's been doing mm-hmm. it for 35 years. And she's actually had to tell long-term clients of hers. They don't want to leave her, but she said they go out and they were able to find a better you know policy someplace else and she said i you've been my client but i have to tell you take it you got it it. take it do it now i just want to take a quick minute to say i'm karen autobody this is tko we're talking about the hero the tremendous topic of insurance and how it's affecting us locally um on the air with me is amy bach the executive director of united policy holders nonprofit based out of san francisco um with an incredible website um one of the things i wanted to do first up because you because you're fighting the fight and you know the issues you have a survey going online at your website is that still going you and we would love your listeners to take it and our people are really good at that we just we just did a broadband survey and most of the counties had like 20 200 people we had over 1200 people so our our listeners are really good at surveys so hit it amy thank you so much yeah so um if you go to our website and you go into the get prepared tab and you go to drop by your insurer and you click on that it's going to take you to a survey it we tried to make it as painless as possible so it shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes at that and what we're using the survey for is of course to take the temperature of what's going on out there all the time um who's what insurers are still you know insure writing which ones are dropping people and then what kind of approximately people are paying and so and 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 there's a lot of um you know of course public officials want to know what's going on um our partner we work with the department of insurance as closely as we can they also want to know we all want to know what's going on so please take our survey tell us what's going on with you um, and and that would be really helpful for us because that's that's data we need. And that's at uh, uphelp.org, uphelp.org, correct? Yes, Good. that's it. All right. And um, and yeah, and and Karen, you know, you're doing a great service to your listeners because, like I said, I think um, it's great to kind of hear you know politicians and pundits talk about oh, you know, the insurance companies should do this and they should do that. But in the in the here and now, you know, people are just trying to protect their assets and comply with their mortgage obligations and and, and just need to know, like, what's what. Well, and that's one of the things that came up, um, the whole thing with, because I said I talked to the local bank. And one of the reasons I talked to the local bank is I'm fortunate enough my property has been paid off for years. The unfortunate right. part is that I have never, ever, seven and, a half, seven and a half miles back of dirt road, had insurance. So I've had to live with that personal liability of not doing that. Yep. So... Um, but if I had a mortgage, I would not have an option, folks. If you have a mortgage on your property or if you're trying to sell your property or buy property, these are all issues that are going to be coming up because if you are going to buy a new home, that means your insurance automatically gets reevaluated, correct? That's correct. There we go. So uh, this is going to have a trickle-down effect that's going to be really impactful, especially about real estate deals, because we have a lot of that going on. Um, So one of the things is how do we, I guess, what do we do insurance-wise? I know if if you have an agent, you can work with them if possible. Then the default fallback, I just wanted you to 
talk just a minute about the default fallback. I go to an insurance company. They say, no, I can't find anything for you. But they said the default is, and the insurance companies, agencies can do this if they're an agency that covers a lot of different, has access to a lot of different insurance policies, is the California Fair insurance that was created when all this happened and insurance companies were leaving or not renewing policy so that's a state that's a state um, insurance policy can you just give us a little idea of what that is entail sure so the fair plan you can think of it as a forced co-op meaning that the the if you if you're an insurance company and you're doing business in california and you're admitted which means you're fully regulated licensed and all that you have to participate in the fair plan. So let's say I have 10% of the market share. Let's say I'm I'm you know insurance company G, and I have and 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 if you look at the whole market, I've got 10%. Well, then I got in the fair plan. I have to be I have to take responsibility for 10% of the of the people that apply to the fair plan for insurance. So so that I may that may not have been the best explanation. The bottom line is that. The fair plan is there. It's what we call a take all comers, meaning they have to take you unless you're, you know, got get a meth lab going or some illegal activity or your place is falling down around you kind of thing. But as long as your house is in, in you know, good condition um, and, and, and all that, they have to offer you a policy. So so that's that's like the most powerful safety valve we've got going right now. There's another kind of fallback that's much worse than Ooh. the fair plan. So, you know, and the, as, as long as we've, I mean, this is the good news, Karen, we have not had insurance companies saying we're leaving the state. Okay. We, it's people, a lot of the headlines have confused the message, right? The message is we're slowing down our sales. We are limiting our sales or we're not selling new policies, but we haven't had insurers say, bye-bye, California, we're out of here. All right. We have not had that. So that's, good news for the consumer. That means because the fair plan really is only as strong as the private companies that are here because it's not, it's not a government insurance program, right? It's a, it's a government sponsored program. And so when you talk to somebody with the fair plan, they will say, we're an association. We're not an insurance company. We're an association. So when I say a forced co-op, it's like we make them, participate in the fair plan right okay so all right so that means that the fair plan it's it is a it, it's a cons- i don't want to keep using these big words but it's a consortium right let's right. say so so but and it's run by insurance company executives with some oversight from the government but it is not taxpayer money but it's- that's a last resort and it's very expensive and the other pe- thing that i think why i need to let people know is that it only covers fire insurance it doesn't cover liability it's a very limited insurance policy so if you have property where you're worried about slip and fall or damage on your property to people you actually have to get other insurance to complement this to be fully covered correct right yeah and let me give you a little bit more succinct um lowdown on the fair plan first of all on our website, we have a publication called The Lowdown from Up on the California Fair Plan. So you can read that publication. We also have a new publication on the four different types of insurance companies. So if you want to get educated, again, uphelp.org, go to the, yeah. the prepared, get prepared section, drop by, read up there. Okay. Um, fair Plan. 
So the fair plan is much better than nothing. So that's that's one thing, right? It's 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 it is a good backup. It, it good in the sense that the coverage is basic, right? And they do offer some options. Like you can choose to get higher limits. You can choose to get replacement value instead of depreciated. You have there's some options with the fair plan. Yes, it's expensive. No, it doesn't cover theft or uh you can buy vandalism coverage but it doesn't um the base is it doesn't and yes if you want to have lawsuit protection if you want to have um the coverage that if somebody were to sue you you would they would give you a lawyer it doesn't give you that you have to if you want that comprehensive package as karen said you have to pair it with something called a dic it's a it's called a difference in conditions it's a patch product so you would have to have two policies if you wanted to kind of make a fair plan um protect you the way that a normal home policy would but again the fair plan it's pretty straightforward i mean the thing about that it's not that hard to shop for it because any agent can put you in the fair plan right? right so you don't need to have a special agent anyone can put you there and and the choices are pretty straightforward you can learn about it from their website our website and the and 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 it's a it's a it's it's something that should make people feel a little less anxious that that it because it's there for you. It you is there, it. but and then I I just want to make sure everybody understands. Every time you add more to this policy, <clears throat> you're ask, actually adding more to the cost. Just it's not it's not a wrapped policy. Oh no, it's not. For, no, no, again, no, it's not not it, at all. It, it, and and that's the rub for people today. It's like, well, okay, how do I afford this? I'm um, you know, I can find it. Now, how do I afford it? And that's it. That's it. And that that was the so. Um, you guys have got an incredible website. I mean, we can't cover everything that's on your website or even all the issues around this in this limited time I have on the radio with you. That's why I want to really hype your website, uphelp.org. Well, it's just so informative and it's very current. Um, if you have the chance to find the webinar there that you just did, it was really great. You had, um, somebody from Redwood Credit Union in Santa Rosa, which Redwood Credit Union is here and has a lot of loans and things in our area. I talked to them. Uh, I talked to savings bank actually which it has a lot of local ones and the banks are just starting to feel this now i will tell you savings bank in um, mendocino uh, and ukiah had just said well we just started talking about this a month ago and i said well i think you better start talking about it more because um the banks are going to require this and it's going to put people that are buying property in a different in a very difficult situation um what i want to throw out to you so you can get our listeners some help with this or just where to go is at I have say I have a policy uh, with one of the big big companies. I don't care who it is. Name okay. name one, um, and they review your policy every year. Um, one of the things I've been ha- hearing is that if you have a policy, try to stay under the radar. Don't change anything, and make sure you pay your payments on time. And if you can, pay the whole year up front <laughs> if you can, because that they like that. All right. Uh, what happens? What at what point can they actually? Uh, drop you or reevaluate your property? Can they do that annually or can they just do it out of the blue? They've had you for a year. You've been with them for 10 years and all of a sudden they say, nope, we're done. At what point can that happen? And what do we need to do if it does happen? Yeah, when the policy expires. So most policies in California are a year, right? Right. So when it comes up, when when it's coming up for renewal, if they are not going to offer you a, re- a replacement, if they're not going to, you know, say, okay, now we'll sell you a new one when this one expires, 
they have to give you 75 days notice, right, in California. So the minute you get, if you get that notice, you start shopping. Don't don't procrastinate, right? You might need every one of those 75 days to get something else in place. So, but but there is currently no law that forces them to keep you. That's the rub. And I'm sure you and Harvey talked about that. There is no there's nothing that says, you know, and, and that's that's very hard for a lot of us as consumers to swallow. We feel like, well, we have some, don't we have some vested? I've been paying you premiums for tw- 10, 20 years. I never made a claim. All that money now, I've lost it. It's kind of like rent, right? It's weird. It's like you're renting their protection. And then when it, when it's, when, and then if they decide to kick you out, then you don't, that's it. Your money's gone, right? It's, that is the system. It's unfortunate. Usually we don't notice it, but now we're noticing it. It's flawed. Yeah, it's true. And so what do we do if we get so, so and I'm hearing too that some of these policies with even if you go to an agent and they're trying to look for you, it can take 20 days to even get a new policy and get it effective. So people really do need to have that 75 days to probably get going on it. Um, So you're recommending that people make sure they stay on it. Uh, What about the idea if um, is this going to trigger something? I have uh, a house. I've had it insured for years. I've decided that, ooh, my replacement cost has really gone up in the last three, four. I mean, not everybody checks their replacement costs every year, I'll tell you that. So it's been three or four years. Replacement costs have gone up, you know, 30%. And if I go in and say, hey, I want to look at upping my replacement cost, can that trigger them getting, letting you go or canceling you or saying... you know, you said, Karen, you sort of spoke my something that I say often was just like, stay under the radar. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you, seriously. And, and the thing the thing about this crisis is that um, it's undermining a lot of our traditional guidance that we've been giving consumers, which is like two thirds of the people that we work with after wildfires are underinsured. So don't so so pay attention to your, you know, the amount of your your coverage um, a and you know the, and all that and it's so hard to s- say that message to people now because we're like it's the message is like don't don't you know <laughs> don't don't call attention to yourself right 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 so so um, but it is still important to be insured to value I think one of the most important things Karen is that people people especially in the rural areas they've got to start doing some mitigation you've got to get you know you got to you know join your fire safe council you got to clear brush you got to you know if you still you know most people today have a class a roof they don't have shingle wood shingles anymore but if you do you got to you know and all these things unfortunately cost money right True. making yourself as attractive as you making your property as attractive as you can to an insurance company is it requires time and money. And so another work stream that our organization is involved in is trying to help homeowners with that process. So we have this RAP Resource Center, W-R-A-P, which stands for Wildfire Risk Reduction and Headset Protection, um, RAP. So so again, trying to bring a little bit of, we have a RAP group, trying to bring a little bit of, of lightness to this thing because it's so it's scary, right? So, and the idea of the RAP working group, and we've been doing this now for three years. We have people, we have Mendocino folks involved. We have, everybody is trying to trying to deal like, okay, what are the obstacles that make it harder for people to clear brush and harden their homes? Well, it's usually money. And sometimes it's, I don't have, I don't, I can't right. get up a ladder and do this and that. So we have created with help from the governor's office of emergency services, we have a a resource center that you can get to on our website um, and you can go to your county. We have Mendocino County on there 
and you can um, find out what grants are available, what technical assistance is available. Is there a mitigation specialist that the fi local fire department will send to your house and t give you a prescription, do this, this, and this. Well, and actually and we work with, uh, um, I've had our fire safe council on, uh, Scott okay. Craddy, and he's Great. been on, he's a friend, he's the one that recommended I talk to you about this Great. all. And awesome. he, we, so we do a lot with fire protection on the radio. I've done a lot for Good. years about this to doing it. The question that's been coming up and I've been seeing online is, I'm out in the hills or I'm I'm in an area where I need to clear. I clear, I get a new roof, I get the new, you know, uh, metal vents that the plastic doesn't mend, I upgrade my deck. I do all of this to get my property as fire safe as possible. And the insurance company says, nah, not enough. Nah, yes. we're just not interested. What is the recourse then? Do no, we have so any? The recourse there is get in touch with your elected officials <laughs> okay. because we just supported a bill senator mcguire uh mike mcguire yeah our rep goes all the way up to your area oh yeah yeah i mean he he just you know he's he introduced a bill we supported a consumer watchdog supported all the consumer groups supported it saying if you if you mitigate if you get your house into better shape they have to offer your policy and that bill we couldn't even get it to have a hearing so that we have to really press for the elected officials to, you know, of course, insurance companies, I mean, they, they are very powerful. Oh yeah. They're, t I mean, yeah. The so you gotta, you gotta let your, you gotta let your elected officials know. And of course, McGuire, he was trying to, I mean, he, he, he brought the bill. He's, he's a good guy. Right. Um, but, but, um, but he's only one person. Right. So, so that's number one, make your voice heard. Um, because we, without a change in the law, um, we're still at the mercy of the insurance companies. And that feels wrong, right? We we did get those regulations into place last year. We worked very hard on it, saying that if you, they, they have to give you a premium break, right? But we couldn't get that extra mile of, and they have to s sell you a policy because the law isn't there to give the the, the department the authority to mandate that. So when you're talking about the law you got in for premium breaks, I must have missed that one. I saw, I see there's an AB 38 that means that they're going to be, um, it's a, it's a regulation. It's, it's a not, regulation. Okay. Yeah. So is yeah. this something, is this something where we also need to be lobbying or talking to and sending messages to the insurance commissioner and say, look at, you've got to, if we're doing the work, if we're out there making our places as safe as possible that we can do, and then the insurance company aren't validating that, is that something the insurance commissioner could start making them do? Do we have well, that he, flexibility? He, can, he cannot force them to insure your home. He can okay. force them to give you a break because that's what's going on right now. Is the right? So the regulation said if the person has made their home less likely to be destroyed, then the premium that you're charging them has to reflect that, right? And we're that is that process is underway. They've filed their the, all the insurers had to file their adjusted rating plans. Now the department is 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 working on them. We heard that the discounts were not that great. You know, two percent, five percent. We really want fifteen, right? We that's a fifteen percent discount would really make a difference for households. But anyway, that is a work in progress. But the but what what's missing is the hook to 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 say that. And some states have this requirement that that if the insurer has been insuring your home and nothing has changed or you've made it even more um it uh, uh, resilient 
then they then they do need to offer you a renewal policy. We don't have that in California. We need that. How would and, we get that? Would well, that, would I mean, that like, come from the would that come from legislature or the insurance commissioner? The insurance commissioner. And and okay. my organization, I think like I don't know, I want to say it was before when it was when the current commissioner was in the legislature before he was a senator. Right. When when Commissioner Lara was a senator, he, we brought a bill to him and he and he introduced it. I took we took a law that's in Pennsylvania that says basically they cannot non-renew you unless um, you know, there's hazardous the same rules right, right. now, right? Right. Uh, for for and for a cancellation. And that bill, again, it didn't last three days in the legislature and it was dead. I was we were told forget about it. So so that's a this is a heavy lift to is, force because the insurers will say if you do this if you force us we're going to leave and that's the game of chicken that we are in right now that's the game of chicken we're in now because they hold the i mean they hold a powerful lobby they've got the powerful lobbies but i just because i deal with the proposition so much i was talking to harvey about yeah. that um i was waiting for propositions to come on the air from the insurance company get on the ballot because they can go out and afford to pay everybody right. to get signatures so this idea of what you just talked about the legislature won't touch it is this something where we the the, the consumers need to get a um a proposition an initiative on the ballot that's saying hey we want you guys to do this get get on it well i, I mean, think that I, yes it, but we need an alternative as well so we'll, in other words the insurers have everybody by the short hairs right because there's no government program right every program is really their money right so we don't have pools that are that are you know insurance pools that are independent of the for-profit, you know, privately owned insurance companies. So I think we need to be developing that simultaneously with trying to change the rules so that it, it's harder for them to non-renew people that they've been insuring. Because I think that um, that that um, without that kind of alternative, they're always going to scare elected officials and they're always going to be able to say, if you force us to take customers we don't want, we're going to pick up our toys and we're going to go home, right? So and we've got to have something else in place so that they don't they, so that we can say fine sayonara yeah we have a we have a backup here we don't have a backup we need a backup well and that's what i was saying to harvey they definitely have got the scare factor going for people with like the, these companies that are not um initiating new policies that's really been out there it's got people scared it's got the insurance saying oh it's the it's your regulations problems that's why it's happening and all of that um but what I one of the things I brought up with Harvey is that is it is this another situation like with medical care where we need to go to an overarching single payer where everybody goes into the same pool and it's a nonprofit or just a more equitable situation because uh, yeah I don't know I just I think of right. you know it seems like medical insurance is kind of the same is getting all the insurance is getting outrageous but. Is it something where we'd need a bigger pool of everybody getting in together on it? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Short answer is yes. Short answer, yes. No, okay. short answer is yes. Because okay. what we've got right now, at least for disasters, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for your everyday losses, I don't know. I mean, but for disasters, yeah. you, you clearly, you know, in this era of climate change and technology, look, people are paying their, put their premiums into a pot. Then those premiums get invested. Exactly. And, it's not like, and yes, insurance companies are good at that. That's what they do, yeah. right? That's that's their thing. 
But it's not like we couldn't have another entity to do that, right? It, it probably won't pay, cover as much as a traditional insurance policy covers now, but there's got to be some something that's a national um, catastrophe insurance program because, um, you know, and it is a good analogy, Karen, like the Affordable Care Act was like, okay, we recognize that everybody is in this together and needs medical care. It, single payer would have been a lot more efficient. I mean, that is, right. well, I mean, clearly what, what the part of the problem here is you've got multi layers of people that make money off of a system and it's you know by virtue of it being complicated right, right. we would like to see it simplified right it's still and all we all share risk we all have risk the beauty of insurance is we all throw our we throw our resources in together we all put our money into a big pot and then somebody responsible makes that keeps that money safe safer than we could keep it right we right. would be tapping a rainy day fund or whatever we can't touch that money it's sitting there somebody makes it grow that's where we need to go because because you know again i mean it's not insurance companies i mean it's not that they're evil they're just it's like you can't fall. No, they're making money like, for, and they're making money for their for their stockholders. You know, right? Yeah, it's a company. That's what they're built to do is to make money. Yeah. They're not built to as a society, you know, to be a, you know, a social, you <laughs> right. know, social we, network. Although we, although we rely on them for that. Right. Yeah. So we got to wrap up. So, Amy, uh, any last quick. Well, I don't even think I have that. I just want to say thank you, Amy Bach, for coming on. I want to tout your website and your organization up help.org it's the united policy holders it's a nonprofit. Um, if you have questions and that you can go to their website do the survey thank you so much for coming on amy this is oh, an incredible project thank you so Keep much the great work up there in mendocino thanks a lot have a great day all right so i gotta wrap up thank you so much for tuning in i will be back with you in two weeks and stay on top of your insurance folks you never know what's going to happen next thanks for tuning in this has been a production of mendocino county public broadcasting kzyx philo 90.7 fm kzyz willits and ukiah 91.5 fm and fort bragg at 88.1 fm you can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner thank you for listening